Kia ora. Welcome to Rhythms Podcast, a father and son conversation around the daily rhythm of reading the Bible in community, partnering with the Holy Spirit for connection and growth. Hello, I am Elijah Burton, uh, the, the host of this podcast, and I'm here with my dad, Paul Paul Joseph Burton. Uh-huh. And do they need to know your middle name, Dad? No, no. No. A, yeah. So that was a special tidbit. If nothing else from the, this podcast, now you know yeah. Paul's middle name. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we are here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's a monumental, yeah. monumental moment. Is that how you say it? It's a celebratory moment. We got, we got mm-hmm. Dan in the room. He's our producer. Is that, is that the right thing for you? Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yep. And it's good. We. Um, come, come along the journey, I guess. Come on the journey with us as we, we explore the Word of God together and we explore with the Spirit of God here with us and we're really hoping that um, we can help some people. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we are. And uh, I suppose um, for me, inside is that stirring that I read about in, in Colossians. Yep. And he says there that... Um, find that verse again he's he's working with the word he wants to make the word fully known mm. that the mystery would be revealed so that people would be the believers would be growing in a maturity in Christ he says he struggles with this energy within him it's in yep. chapter 1 the end of the chapter and in verse 4 he says chapter 2 verse 4 he says and I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments and so there's a real desire in us and we think it's God given that, yes. that to bring forth the word of God in a way that it helps people to see Christ more clearly to know their, their walk in him uh, with more clarity so they're more equipped to not be as he says here deluded by different arguments that come across our paths all the time and so we're on a journey for that absolutely i love that dad and and if you don't know because i guess we have we're producing this from a community a prayerful community called uh, unite neighborhood churches and i'll give you a little bit of a backstory on that for those of you listening who don't know um and because we have people that are a part of these neighborhood churches listening and it came out of wanting to frame some discussion. We're not here to do everything. We're not here to fill every gap and do every academic exegetical work. That's not the aim. Um, so if you're hoping for that, you'll probably be disappointed. Um, but we are here to have a conversation uh, between a father and a son. Um, we've been uh, Christians for a long time. We've been uh, in community for a long time. Yeah. We've we've been talking about theology for a long time, yeah. and how when we grapple with these, this is not a new thing for us to be grappling with the question of, you know, who is God? Who are we? What's the purpose of life? What? Where does Jesus fit into all of this? And all these other big questions that we mm. tend to ask and grapple with. Um, you know, yeah. and I can remember uh, since we're on that subject, <laughs> Go for probably it. 19 years ago, if mm-hmm. I remember rightly, walking out of Anchorage when you first started asking me in a way that we had a long conversation, mm-hmm. some profound theological type questions. Mm-hmm. You're probably 13 at the time, yep. And and since then, it's been pretty constant. And just for in case people like to know these things, we both do have degrees. Oh yes, Bible, we do. In Bible theology things, we do. But, but that's not our main criteria. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just so you know, we're not ignorant. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah. probably also good to know. Yeah. I mean, Dad, how long have you been? You've pastored a church for many years. Uh, More since than one. 1981. Since 1981, different churches. Yes. And, and the last one, obviously, here at Unite for 20 years, from 98 to begin the 1998 to begin the 2019. Absolutely, um, and you're in the place at the moment of this kind of missionary of prayer and really just wanting to be obedient, obedient yep, to the Spirit. Yep. And people don't really get you at the moment, do they? No. I <laughs> no. oh, don't get me either. Because no. it's a faith journey, we're just yep. trusting God. Well, it's always a faith journey, but this is more pointed that we're not in a position, we're not in any security. You're talking about you and mum. Myself yes. at the yep. moment. But we have a deep desire from God to be mm. part of helping the church grow in maturity in these days. Yep. Because out of maturity comes increased fruitfulness. Yeah, amen. And, and we're after the fruitfulness, the growth in the church of maturity in Christ that leads to fruitfulness of impact 
outside of the church and the main tools we have are prayer and word in fact the only tools we have are prayer and word and the leading of the holy spirit great so that's it great framework for life and i love that i was i was quite nervous before and even just as we start i'm quite excited now because i you know, I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit is here as we talk, and I'm really excited. And I, want, I just want to say to any listeners um, that I really do believe there is something as we talk, as we ramble, as we just have a conversation, uh, I really do believe there will be some needles in this haystack. There will be some things of God. There will be some, some yeah, <laughs> to poke you, no, to prod you. There will be some gems here. I'm really believing for that. And yeah, so if you're on your run right now or on a walk or gardening or maybe you're listening via YouTube, we, yeah, we just say again a welcome and we really believe God has something for you in this space. Yeah, I want to give a bit of a, a, bit of a preamble, I guess. Dad talked a bit about pastoring a church for 20 years. Uh, there was a lot to that journey and it's exciting, challenging, painful, awesome, all of those words. Yeah. And part of the journey is that uh, mum and dad uh, uh, handed over the mantle of pastoring that church to myself and my wife Karen who at present are pastoring um, Shepherding Unite Church and we've been doing that for two and a half years and yeah we're, we're on staff both part time for that and I guess the journey for us that's led into this podcast I'll try to be as short as I can is last year during our COVID lockdown. Actually, before that, we've sensed God. Um, we had some questions in our heart about what, really, what is church? Yeah. And is this yeah. model really cutting it? Yeah. To be honest, if I could be honest and clear, and I will be, the question was, man, I've been living in a certain model, a very certain um, modern Pentecostal, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with modern Pentecostal, but been living in that for a bunch of years and got a little life out of it. Even you were going to say it's something. Pentecostal, yep. the model of church. Yeah. Uh, that that we all you know have treated as unquestionably yes. really for my lifetime of uh, a few you know a stage a few people in front the the congregation the focus on either sacraments preaching or or music up there which is fine mm. uh, there's nothing wrong with it no. but the conclusion is we're not winning as church across the nation. No. Our influence is not increasing. Mm. Our sound is not being heard. Mm. Our size overall is shrinking in the nation of New Zealand anyway. And, and that model does not seem to by itself produce um, the sort of vibrant disciples that mm. we are desiring and living. It produces some, but the effort that goes into it is huge compared yeah. to what you do get out of it. Some can do it better uh, and, uh, and maybe do it, but it's not, we need to be focused more on disciples than maybe on uh, a program. That's right. And, yeah. and obviously we are not anti-programs and stuff like that. Just, just all to say that the main thing needs to be the main thing. Yeah. And we really hope and pray. And I think mm. all believers would want this to be true. But we're just saying actually God's led us down this road mm. um, last year where we can't, uh, stopped doing our Sunday services. And we began meeting in smaller, so we're about of a, we were about of a church of 120, 150, and we just broke into, at that time, seven neighborhood churches. So we broke into small churches, including kids and teenagers, adults, married, singles, uh, all the types of people. Um, and we broke into these groups of 10 to 25 mm-hmm. and we met we gathered on Sunday morning so I guess the journey was going to small simple slow church and mm-hmm. a part of that journey was being in this mm-hmm. was coming out of that question where Jesus says here's the new command I give you in John 13 34 to 35 mm-hmm. love one another as I have loved you yeah. so you should love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples and I really like the word mm-hmm. apprentices better because i think it lands better in what we're actually called to be not sorry better than disciples i just really like the word um to apprentice under jesus and then he ends with that verse saying again so you should love one another mm-hmm. and i looked around at the end of 2019 and thought i can't love 100 people the way jesus has called me yeah. to but i thought maybe i could do 10 and maybe all of us could do 10 and mm-hmm. maybe we are called to actually practice this and so we began that journey mm-hmm. We've been doing that for 15 months now. And one of the key elements of being in small church is that we're not just about Sunday gatherings. They are mm. still pivotal, I think. I still, still really love them. We get together. We, mm. we um, frame 
our gatherings around, I guess, we, what any church would, fellowship, um, the Word of God, Holy Communion, uh, prayer, and mission. Mm-hmm. And so that's still very much our focus yeah. is, and we, we come together and do that across the generations. And one of the things we also do is we read the Bible, and we have a Bible plan that's daily. Now, some people do it a couple of times a week. Some people do it every day. But we're, we're speaking into this rhythm that we have. Yeah. And we come together and we share, really, what is God saying in the scripture we've read together and what is he calling us to do from that. And so that's a lot of what we do as Unite Neighborhood Churches. Mm-hmm. And we thought, you know what? We love this, but we also really believe there is place for teaching, mm-hmm. for framing, for just some wisdom yeah. around how we read and the, the podcast yeah, was birthed reading. out of that yeah. absolutely yeah. so we are actually now reading so you're about to or you have been reading ephesians and week one we're in week one right now we're going to talk into that ephesians one to two ephesians chapter one to chapter two verses ten so i kind of want to land in what is the background of the book of ephesians can we do that did you want to backtrack anywhere or is that good dad uh, oh no that's good that's good um you know most of us well, many would be aware, you may not, that Ephesians was written by Paul. It says in chapter verse, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. So this is the Paul who in Acts chapter 9 was Saul, who yep. came to know Jesus Christ and went on to become uh, uh, this apostle, or this person of an apostolic ministry that mm. planted many churches. And he's writing the book of Ephesians. Uh, and, and there's some questions about the preciseness of this, but it, it seems like a... A letter that's to encapsulate some truth to a number of Christians everywhere, us today included. <laughs> and it was written maybe not just to those in Ephesus, because the church in Ephesus um, was where the church, the gospel flowed through a whole province. And so it's like it's written to all those in the province. So it's not written to a person here or a person there, but to believers everywhere. And, and I like the, the idea that it might fit into a, what I mentioned before about Colossians, where Paul's saying, I'm working with the Word. I'm wrestling with the Word. I'm wanting to bring the Word to you with wisdom and with the Spirit mm. to actually help you to grow in maturity yeah. in Christ, yep. that um, you'll be able to recognize and not be captured by the different delusions or deceptive ways of thinking, the different philosophies, he says. You can read it in Colossians 1 and 2. Mm. And in Colossians somewhere, it talks about, I think in the chapter 4, about the letter that's coming from Laodicea. And, and some commentators have, have thought it might have been Ephesians, yeah. that there's been passed around the churches as mm. Paul's effort to help them have clear thinking about the gospel and about who they were in Christ and about what's going on in this world from Christ's um, uh, perspective, from the gospel's perspective. So yeah, that's there. So he was in prison when it was written. So he had time yes. to work it out and <laughs> contemplate it. He was in prison because he was a Christian. Yes. And, and so he's, you know, this, he's living the walk as well as writing the talk. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I, love, I love what you're saying here, and I love how you're flowing it from Colossians. Yeah. Um, and well, you said something while we weren't filming about, because mm. I was going to go back to or the purpose of even reading the Bible. Mm. And, I, and yeah. I, sometimes in, yeah. in Christianity, if you are an apprentice of Jesus, we assume a lot. And sometimes in assuming, we lose the value of. So we just go, oh, of course, of course, of course. But but I think assumptions are dangerous Mm. because they actually, it's like there's this this thing in academia called like the lullaby effect, that if you read something or know something enough, like, you know, we all know if we've grown up in church, for those of us that have done that, the story of Noah. Mm. And you you hear about it so much that you lose the point of it. And you, you go, oh, it's just animals and that's nice and there was a storm and maybe an angry god and we lose actually where it fits in the story and we lose so that's just an example the the lullaby effect where you go i've heard this enough and so we do that with the bible too and so we're told to read the bible i'm like well why and you see something about discerning and and hearing the story and the voice Mm. of god could could you just kind of drill down into that a little bit because i really enjoyed that framework of why we read Mm. the word which drills into the point of what paul's talking about too yeah so if we go back into Genesis 1 and 2, mm. into three, 1, 2, 3, and, and we see God created the world, and in uh-huh. that world He created mankind. Yes. And, and from what we can see, we see a seamless relationship between the uncreated God and the creation, uh-huh. between God, who was like the, the Father, and the person, Adam, that He created, and Eve that came along. 
and we see like a seamless relationship. It wasn't like there's a spiritual world and a physical world. That was like one thing. Wow. And and Adam's living in it, and he's delivered this in a partnership, but it's a deep partnership. It's like covenant with God, yeah. where in a way they are individually unique, but are one. And it's a fellowship. And he then lives out in this world from the words that come from God. Yeah. And along comes in chapter 3 a deceptive idea. Mm. Framed partially in the talk like God, but with a subtle twist in it. A deceptive idea. Mm. And the idea is you could eat from this tree of knowledge of good and evil. You could take responsibility on yourself to know what is good and evil for you and be like a God. Mm. They were already like gods. They were already created in the image of God. And God was to be their source of wisdom and knowledge. Now they took on themselves to do this apart from God. Huh. And a separation occurred. And, and they lost something. And they lost their relationship with God. And we lost the seamless relationship between the uncreated and the creation, the spiritual and the natural. And since then, it, it just gets messy. Uh, and so Ephesians really does speak into that and, and starts talking, taking us back to that seamless relationship. Yeah. So one of the reasons I read the Bible, though, mm. is yeah, I read the Scripture pretty much every day mm. um, and, and probably have for nearly 40 years. And if I miss a day, there's no guilt. It's mm. not that. But I read it so I can know God. Yeah. I want to know who my God is. I want to yeah. know what he sounds like. I want to know what his voice is like. Mm. I don't read it. I used to be more like this, read it to analyze it and figure it out. And No, now I just read it to know God. Yeah. I read it to know who he is, what his voice sounds like, so that I can recognize his voice. I have a context to fit it in. Great. I have a story to fit it in, mm. but I also have the way it sounds because it's all through the book. And, and God has given this as a gift to us so right. we can know him. I love that, Dad. I just, just thought, uh, I love that. It just reminded me of, you know, the sheep know the good shepherd's mm, voice. Yeah. How are we going to know? We talk so much yeah. about following. And I think the key element to being an apprentice of Jesus, mm. arguably, is to live by the Spirit. Yeah. So I'm a spirit person uh, in a body and in and God's yeah. and all of this, but he wants me to let his spirit yeah. lead me. And that is the core element of my, yeah. my life now yeah. as, a, as, a, as a person yeah. who is apprenticing under Jesus. Yeah. How do I know the voice of God without the Bible? Yeah. That doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that God always just drops mm. things in. But, but there is a, we've got something, like you said, a context. And you've said this before, and I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but I've probably told other people this, that it's like, the Bible gives us content that the Holy Spirit can use. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just what I like to think about that. I, I, the Holy Spirit is the prime teacher. Jesus spoke about this Great. in John, uh, particularly John 14, 15, 16, and particularly John 14 and 16. He tells us all about the Holy Spirit's work. He teaches, he coaches, he counsels, he yes. convicts, he reveals, he leads, he, he does so many things with us, and he comes within us as an inner teacher, and we're told that, that this is mm. the, and, and it's a, we're going to read it in um, chapter 1, verse 13 in Ephesians. Yeah. Uh, this is a promise that God has given that he would come within us and he would teach us in our hearts, not just from the page. And so if I've got the Holy Spirit as the prime teacher in my life, and if I'm an apprentice of Jesus and he's the prime apprenticeur, mm. he's the one who's growing me up as an apprentice, mm. then I read the scripture that's in the written word to give material to the Holy Spirit to use to coach me, teach me, counsel me, convict me, grow me, Fantastic. help me, you know, and so, so I just don't want to make it harder for him than it has to be. <laughs> I love that. Um, by giving him no material to use. And so if I don't understand the word I'm reading now, that's okay. Yes. But one day there'll be a time when I need to know when I'm in a situation and the thought will come to mind from the scripture. You might always go, you know, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. <laughs> you just have the thought. Yeah. And if you've known it well enough, you can re relate those thoughts to scripture because you've been putting the word in your natural sort of psyche. Yes. The Holy Spirit's got material to use to do his work of growing us up as apprentice sons of Jesus. Jesus is the master son. We're the apprentice sons. We're becoming like him. He walked on earth as a man with a seamless relationship with the Father in heaven. Mm. We want to walk on earth as his as sons of God with a seamless relationship with our Father in heaven. He did what Adam couldn't or wouldn't or didn't do. What chose not to do. Chose not to do. Yeah, yeah great. I, I love that. I love that you frame that. Mm. I think it's important. I... 
I think we're both a little bit like this. We talk about being pedantic. I, I believe in that. I, I actually am just like, there's a point, there's a point where you need to. We wash over things sometimes mm. too much and we go, oh, no, oh, why are you going back to Genesis? Why are you going back to this? Well, because that's where the story begins. It does. Yeah, it <laughs> and, does. and we need to, when, when I, it's like the recap on Netflix. When, you, when you're into episode 10 mm. and you haven't been there in a while, it's good to remember where the story's up to. Well, the, the rest of the Bible is, it flows out of Genesis. Yeah. Uh, and so if we don't have that as a starting point, we won't read the story as it's written. It's probably our next book then, yeah. eh? Um, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into Ephesians 1. Yeah. So what, what we're going to do is I'm going to read it out and Dad's going to stop me when he wants to, or I might okay. stop as well. Like, yeah, I'll just yeah. go, and if you go, yeah. hey, we want to drill down on that, we will. Yeah. Now, this is the passage that you have or will or will be about to be reading in your mm. in your uh, daily reading. And I will say, if, you, if you're someone who is not a part of the Unite community, we love you and we're for you, and we are a part of, you know, you can be a part of the church any time, any moment, mm. you know, the... the the church of jesus and we're just a part of that so all that to say if you go on unitechurch.org.nz you can find the bible plan and you can read along so and if you're if you don't want to even do that ephesians 1 (laughs) ephesians 1 yeah all the way to ephesians 2 verse 10 that's where we're going so i'm going to start at the beginning paul an apostle of christ jesus by the will of god to God's holy people in Ephesus. And actually, I found out that to God's holy people in Ephesus was added later and mm. to the letters. So that's what that's why we know it was probably for more than one yep. place. The faith the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Mm. And that, that uh, phrase, in Christ, um, which has now come twice. Yes. Uh, already, I think it is a, it's just so important. Uh, and for me, it's taken quite a while to actually become, it's counterintuitive. We, we come, it actually simply means we're in Christ. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't, I mean, we've come alongside um, yeah. We've somehow in this gospel story that God's working at, we come into Christ and, and become part of who he is. And we're going to talk about that probably more. But I just want you to think of the story of Noah's Ark that sort of somehow got mentioned before. <laughs> uh, because the Ark was mercy. Yeah. And it was a mercy of God. Anyone could have walked in. Mm. Who wanted to? Uh, Noah had been preaching at them for a hundred years, telling them they needed to come into the ark or something mm. like that, and and uh, they went into it. Mm. They actually had just to walk into it. That's all they had to do yep. is to have enough faith to trust the story that had come from Noah and walk into the ark, and and they went into it. Well, Jesus is our ark. Wow. Here's the ark we have right now. God has created a new ark. His name is Jesus. And he has created something in Jesus Mm. that's a little bit mysterious, but it's real, that we can come into. Mm. And we come into this relationship. But it's not just a relationship with. We come into him as part of his story, of his reality of who he is. And he says here, and and as we're going to probably go to, in Christ, and mm. I'm reading the English Standard Version, which is a different version from oh, yes. Elijah's. Yep. Uh, he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So Ephesians brings us into heaven. Mm. It, it says you're on earth right now, you guys. I'm writing to you in a room on earth like we are today. Mm. But you need to know that in Christ you are in heaven. There's a seamless now relationship in Christ between you and your physical natural realm on earth yep. and the eternal spiritual realm of our father in heaven they are one and the same Incredible. in christ yep. and so we can get up every morning and just simply say in christ i am blessed with That's every right. spiritual blessing in christ before i've even looked at what's going on in the day yep. uh, 
I love that, Dad, and it brings us to one of our, I was even just thinking, that becomes your baseline, doesn't it? You don't, we don't have to understand it. God's not saying understand it all, uh, but he's saying, but this is your baseline. Yes, yeah. He's like, it's yeah. like Paul's letting us know. I'm just going right. to remind you, mm. regardless of what you think or feel right now, if you were in Christ, You're in this, Christ. Yeah. Yeah, this is your baseline. Yeah. You're like yeah. right up to heavenly realms. And, mm. I, and, and it brings us to probably what is one of the main themes here. We've, mm. we've already got there and running, yeah. running on one verse, yeah. and that's okay, uh, is that Paul is leading us to this place of inside-out living, heaven yeah. Yeah. to earth, yes. not... Yep. Earth to heaven. Yep. And we find it's heaven to heart to earth. Great. I get it from what's in heaven. I receive it into my heart in Christ. It becomes mm-hmm. my inner reality and, yeah. and truth. And and then it becomes the way I practice life Great. Um, on earth, which includes how I speak and what I do and the choices I make. That was actually just like someone needs to rewind this podcast. If you're running, if you're like me, I forget. But you just need to just... You need to rewind. Rewind is that the right word? <laughs> you need to run thirty seconds. You need to listen to that again, because mm. <laughs> I think that is was a profound, Dad. Mm. Um, so here we go. Let's keep. Let's continue. Yeah. I thought that, that was actually yeah. profound. Heaven to heart to earth, yeah. and the ways you said it, and you said it really good. Here we go. For, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy. And blameless in his sight. There's the back to Genesis again, isn't it? Yeah, before. It's also back before, so <laughs> yeah. into eternity, wow. into the eternal realm of God. Before He said, "Let there be light. Let there be life. Let the creation come into being." Yes. He saw us. Yes. He saw what's happening today. He saw you and I. He saw every person. He created us in Christ before yep. the fact. He chose yep. us. He said, yep. "There's one I want. There's one I yep. want." They're all wanted in my world before the foundation of the world. And can I say, someone needs to hear that. Like, I really believe that's a real word for someone's heart right now. You need to know before before the words in the beginning, Mm. God created. Because this is what Paul's saying. Before those words, he saw you. You are seen. You are known. Not only you're seen and known now, Mm. you were seen. You were known before you could make a mistake or do something horrible or think something awful before that he saw you and he desired you Mm. and he was devoted to you and uh, he is set himself to seek after you absolutely and i and i would say even just pause the podcast Mm. take a couple of deep breaths and let the holy Mm. spirit remind you of who you are Mm. Um, and and if you don't know jesus and you're listening let this be a moment Mm. where you just where you Say, yes, Jesus, I receive the words you have about me. And let that be the start of a journey. Or maybe you've been away from him for a long time, or maybe you just feel disconnected. Let that be a a reconnection. No guilt, no shame in Jesus, just an open invitation. So I always want to do that. And I think, yeah, anyway, so let's continue. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Let's yeah, keep read on and then we'll backtrack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. And all wisdom and insight. There we go. And that's the next bit. With yeah. all wisdom and understanding, yeah. my NRV says, but insight... He made known to us the mystery of his will, mm. Ooh, according and, to and, his good pleasure. And that's important isn't it, to understand there is a mystery to the human mind <laughs> at how, as we read going back to the, a few verses there, how he could see me and choose me and that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. Mm. And in love, he this word predestined comes in. He predestined mm. us. For adoption to himself as sons to Jesus Christ. For most of us, that, that's, that's a mystery. Mm. And it isn't. It doesn't happen because I figured it out. Mm. It becomes a reality Great. by my faith. And mm. following faith, understanding grows. So we yes. can't understand our way into faith. Yes. We, we step our way uh, and, and into, you know, into our, 
into faith. We mm. have faith. We use it, and then God brings understanding. But this is just so rich. It is rich, uh, and it's just worth going over and over. But the word in there, predestined, has gone in different ways, and, <laughs> and we need to mention it and talk about it a little bit. Uh, just simply saying that the word predestined does not override how God started things. And we see very clearly in Genesis chapter uh, 1 and 2 and 3 that Adam and Eve were given the freedom to choose which, what, how they responded to the environment and yep. situation. Yep. And God said, you can do what you want here, except here's one tree, leave that one alone. Then uh, they had the freedom of what to do. God did not, God predestined us for adoption to himself, it says. So if we think of the prodigal son story, mm-hmm. and, and we think of the one who has had the freedom to leave the home and go and do what he wants, mm-hmm. uh, and then we see the father constantly, continually looking out, waiting for him to come home. We see him, and when the son comes home, we see the father's heart is already yeah. prepared. He's already forgiven. He's already got the next steps lined up. Mm-hmm. He's already got the celebration ready. He's already got the, the future inheritance for that son's order. Yep. It's all predestined in his heart for the son yeah. when the son chooses to come home. Yes, The predestined doesn't override the son's responsibility mm-hmm. to choose faith. And his father. Great line, and that is important because I think sometimes when we talk about predestination and all these things, and we're not going to go into the whole big discussion mm. on um, Arminism, Calvinism, whatever, but I will say some of this is lazy thinking, <laughs> and I think also we forget the story. Well, it takes away, we want to be, we, we give, we have been given a responsibility. Yes, that's right. And we don't want to, we can't give that responsibility back to God. And the deception oh, is often to take on responsibility for things we're not responsible for, <laughs> to decide what truth is, for instance. We're not responsible for that. That's right. But we are responsible to choose truth. Yeah, we accept or reject. We yeah. don't make it up. Yeah, yeah. We, we discover truth and mm. then we choose truth. That's, mm-hmm. that's my responsibility for me. Yeah. Uh, but it's not my responsibility to decide truth. That's yep. God's responsibility. Great. He takes that on Him. You know, because to decide truth is to make a judgment. And I am not the judge. I'm not equipped to be the judge. I'm Great. not created to be the judge. And God is the judge. And so He chooses. So, so please, we get words like predestined. And, and we want to, people sort of say, oh, well, if God wants me in, I'm in. I, I have, and it removes our responsibility. Yeah. And that we don't want to do that. It's, we want to yeah. own it. Absolutely, because um, we're what's going to, on in here. So go for it. We see this word showing up here in, I think, the adoption to his sons through Jesus Christ, according mm-hmm. to the purpose mm. of his will. Purpose. And, and we're going to go further down, and, and we find again he talks about purpose, according mm. to the purpose which he set forth in Christ at the end of verse 9. We didn't quite read into verse 10, I don't think, but it talks about his plan. Mm. for the fullness of time. And and so this starts to give us an insight, a very clear insight, that God has a purpose and God has a plan. Yes. And His purpose is that every person becomes a son of God. Yep. His plan is it happens through what Jesus did for us as the Son who came, who redeems us through His blood. That this is called Grace. Yep. This is what grace is. Yep. What God has done through Jesus Christ. And that we get to receive that. Mm. But his, he has a clear purpose. He has a clear plan. Mm. And, and we don't get to change that. <laughs> <coughs> That's the story we're living in. We just or accept or reject it. Yeah. Yep. And in, at the end of verse 10, there's an incredible little verse phrase that gives us, um, in a sense, quite good clarity on what's going on and what mm. God's doing and what God is aiming for. Yes. It says to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So the purpose of God mm-hmm. through the, this redeeming blood we read about there, we're redeemed through the blood of Jesus, yep. which, which brings us so many great benefits. We, we just haven't got time to dig into all these words oh, no, it's great, uh, in this podcast. Uh, forgiveness and, and, and so forth. And, yep. But he says his purpose here mm-hmm. is to unite all things in Christ. Yeah. He means all things. Yep. He means all people, yep. all created things, yes. all creation united yep. in Christ. This is what God is aiming for, all things yeah. in heaven, all things on earth. If I'm aiming for something else with my life, yep. if the over... If the, you know, the big goal of my life, yeah. the driving plan of my life is not this. Mm. 
God and I are on a different page. Ooh. I'm at cross purposes with my mm. Father in heaven. Mm. Uh, I may have come to know something of him, but if my aim of my, my life is, to, is not to see all things becoming united, becoming one mm. in Christ, I'm at mm. cross purposes with God. And that's what Paul's yep. trying to do with Ephesians, mm. is to get us out of our cross purposes mm. and get us aligned with God's purpose. And can I say, I really like that. And we'll, we'll move a bunch down, so we'll, you can read your bit yeah. later. You know, I'm talking to the listener, you can read the rest of that later. Yeah. Um, but I will say, it seems, even when you talk, I love that you're talk, talking about plan and purpose and making it clear, instead of the vagueness that sometimes yeah. we live in. Um, but I will say, it's interesting because it seems to me that we focus a lot, well, many things that I've heard and I felt it in myself as well, I'm not immune, focus on how well we're doing, not the direction in which we're going. Yes. So there's almost yeah. like a thing of saying, oh, <clears throat> am I doing this well? And we get so caught up on that yeah. performance yeah. and we lose the fact that it's actually not about performance, it's about yeah. direction, yeah. which is a heart thing. Yeah. So it's not about how well I'm doing. You, I mean, you were talking about this, right? It's not about, but this is the discussion we seem yeah. to always be mm. having. It always seems to come back to it. Mm. And I find it in myself. Yep. Even recently, the other day, yeah. I was mm. talking about something and I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Am I doing good or not doing good with God? And I'm like, oh, what? I've made it about me again. Yep. And, and it's not about whether I'm doing good or not. It's about the direction. Mm. And I got, like you said, I'm either going in the du- God's direction yes. with him or I'm not. Or cross I could purposes. Be, yeah. Right. Cross, that's right. Yep. I'm going in his purpose or I'm doing my own purpose. Yep. And I think the interesting thing there is... Uh, it's not how well I'm doing his purpose. It's not how well I'm partnering. No, That's no. not the question. The question is, yeah. am I? Mm. The question is, am I aware and surrendering and in, in the covenant, mm. in the partnership? <clears throat> and, and the word you'd use is the word that we, a word we'd use is in um, the beginning to the faithful in yep. Christ Jesus in verse yep. 1. And that comes back in chapter 2, yep. verses 1 to 10. We come yep. back to that. Uh, and earlier, are we faithful yeah. to Jesus Christ? To being in Christ, are we faithful to the yep. uh, what we're seeing of the purpose and yep. plan of God? Yep. And and those are the uh, the deep questions. Yep. Not you know what yep. am, what am I doing? And yep. Am I doing this right or that right? But am I faithful? Is my heart to be faithful mm, here? That's and, right. And even you know mission. I mean mission uh, like doing things, going out to serving, <laughs> and you know important things. Um, yep. Yep. But they flow out of the plan of God. They don't replace it. That's right. So you make everything one in Christ. He's a relational God on a relational journey. Yeah. And he just doesn't want us doing good in the world. Yeah. He wants us, well, we're going to get there in chapter two as well, yep. doing the good that he is part of his plan. No, this is all good. Uh, and I totally agree. So maybe one of the questions for you, if you're listening, because we obviously, our desire is not that you just listen yeah. and consume, um, but that you actually are reading the Bible in the community. And if you're not, we'd love to help you yet again. You can go on our website. You can, I'll, we'll let you know our email addresses because we'd just love to help anyway, yeah. really. We'll, yeah. we'll answer any question um, because that's what we want. We want to yeah. help people in this journey. But the, something for you to consider and that I want to consider as well is not how well am I doing this, but do I want to be in this purpose? And, and maybe another question is, hey, asking the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, is there anything in my journey right now that is not in line with your purpose? Yeah. Is there anything that you're asking yes. of me? Yeah. And, and the beauty, and can I say the beauty of repentance? Yeah. Would we, Would I, I love it. Every day I want to be going, oh, there's a yeah. repentant moment. There's a moment to go, oh God, is there something in my path, in my journey, in my day to day that you're actually saying, oh, Elijah, I want you to give that over. Could be good. Could be ministry. It doesn't yeah. always, we, we sometimes <laughs> land that in like yeah. sinful behavior, right? Moral things. No, yeah. But actually it can, it can look amazing. We don't know. Do you want to say something? Andrew? Well, uh, you said that question, am I aligned with God's purpose? And, and, and some of us might have a hesitation. Sure. And we might have some fear around that. Of because it's, uh, there's uncertainty there. Yeah. Uh, and it's important when you feel that or have those pauses or those cringes around that, those inner um, little fearful moments around that or whatever it is for you, then you say, so why am I feeling like that? Great. Where is that coming from? Yep. Is that part of living from heaven to earth? Is that part of seeing myself, who's one who's come into Christ and into his, his salvation, or has it come from somewhere else? And then you have a choice to make. Yeah. And which one, what you follow, what you align to, what 
you repent of mm. and what you believe in. And we live in that choice all the time. Uh, it never goes away. Yeah. It's, it's just new issues, new challenges, uh, and, and uh, God's good at growing us up and bringing to us what we're ready to deal yes. with, even when we don't think we're ready to Absolutely. deal with Absolutely. And, and to say also yeah. that our material was the Word, our, yep. our teacher is the Spirit, yeah. And our grower, our enabler well, is this read the next passage. And our community. Yeah, we will. <laughs> um, there yeah. we go. We're, yeah. we're not going to get to the end of this. No, and I'm actually, I'm okay with that. Because yeah. yet again, we're not here to read it for you. We're just here to help as much well, we as we want can. We want to get some things out here. We do. So okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go all the way to, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. Where's this? I don't know. because I Verse 11? I guess. Yeah. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. The promised Holy Spirit. Wairu Etapu, oh, yeah, yeah. who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance yeah. to the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Okay, you missed a verse there. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm just, I'm moving through. So, so it also I says, <laughs> verse 13, um, you went to, oh, I think you went, it started in the middle of verse 13, but it also says, in him you also, when you heard, so remember this in Christ, yes. in him, yep. you also, when you heard the word of truth, the yes. gospel of your salvation okay, and good. believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy uh, Spirit. Sure. Okay. So you can read about the promised Holy Spirit, and, and particularly well, right through the Old Testament, but very clear statements in Isaiah, Jeremiah, Joel, and mm. places. So, so this has been set up by God for now. <laughs> mm. and, and, and as Elijah began to say there, we're told we've come into the redeeming blood mm. of Jesus. Mm. And that's worth some meditation, some thinking about, some sort of just saying, help me to get this. What does it look like to come into Jesus, into his blood? Well, I don't really know, but for me it's like coming into the ark. But remember, the blood was in Jesus from when he was conceived. And the blood was walking on earth. And the blood was yep. talking, and the blood was revealing to us how a son of God lives with a seamless relationship with the Father, the, and, mm. and the word of truth. Mm. So the blood speaks. So we have the blood, but we also have the word of truth, the gospel. And, and he knows he's talking about written scripture. Because when he talks about the promised Holy Spirit, he means promised in the written scripture that they had right. already. And, and then we have the Holy Spirit. So I come into Christ. I think he could also be saying, I think he could almost be referencing the promise that Jesus gave as well. Yeah. Those words would have been, would have been circulated, right? Yeah. Oral tradition. But, so, but this, this, this would have alluded back into sure, the promises he, he does both. that clearly yeah. sat there yeah. in Ezekiel and Jeremiah, Ezekiel 36, yeah. uh, 24 to 27. Um, Jeremiah, I keep getting them, I think it's either 30 or 33, but you know. I get those in my mind mixed up, but it's around verses 31 to 33. Clear promises and statements. I will put my spirit in you. Yeah, sure. And you will. Um, and, and this is that promise. Book. Great. But what we see is the, the, the simple framework that we want to make sure that we want to fit into. I'm coming into Christ. Yes. By the Holy Spirit. Yes. According to Scripture. According to the truth in Scripture. Yeah. I live my life in the story of God in Christ, mm. this relationship, this seamless relationship with Christ. Uh, and yep. not because I'm good at it, but because I'm invited in. Yeah, I'm invited in. Um, I come in because I'm invited in, not because I'm good at it. And <laughs> in that relationship, I find the promised Holy Spirit. And it's according to Scripture, Beautiful. the Word of Truth. Awesome. Hey, that, I love that. That's super clear. And yeah. I love that. Here we go. Let's continue after that for this reason yeah ever since i heard about your faith in the lord jesus yeah. and your love for all god's people and every time we read faith think faithfulness great it's not just a thing i did it's a place i live i Ooh. live in faithfulness towards my father in heaven i heard of your faithfulness towards mm. jesus christ not just the thing i did but the place i live faith in jesus is a place mm. we live it's not a thing, just a thing we have yeah. done. Oh, I love that. Mm. Brilliant. I have not stopped giving thanks. This is Paul talking. I, oh, I wonder if people get confused about which Paul I'm talking about. Paul, the writer <laughs> of this book. Um, yeah. I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Mm. 
I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance. That's that word again. And his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. One more phrase. Here we go. That power (laughs) is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come yeah we might stop there yeah yeah so it's only a couple of things we want to say here well because we don't want to go into everything (laughs) but what we're seeing in the first part there very clearly isn't it that We've come into a relationship with God, adopted as sons. He's talking to those. He's saying, you've come in. You are adopted. This letter is to them. And he's talking about about male and female, isn't he? Male and female. All people. And then he's saying, now that you're in, I'm praying you'll grow up as sons. Yeah, great. You will grow. And you'll have growing understanding and growing insight and growing wisdom and growing knowing of our Father better. And and so we're seeing that we become into knowing Christ, into Christ, and we have this thing, you know, we used to term born again, and uh, I like the the way to say Mm. it is born from above. We're born on earth from our parents, born from above by God's Spirit as a son of God, adopted into his family in Christ. And now he's saying, I want you to grow. I want you to grow. I want you to grow. I'm praying that you would grow. And how do you grow? Because you see God more clearly. You see him better. This Holy Spirit is bringing understanding to you. He's giving you revelation. You're growing. You're you're seeing Jesus seated in heaven more Mm. clearly. He came to earth. He's seated in heaven. You're seeing the impact of the meaning of his blood. You're seeing the impact of his resurrection and how it's available. Not just available. How it's part of who I am as a, a son of God. And not only seen, and we'll see as it goes on, not only seen, but doing. There are yep. works. There is a place for works. We're not saying yep. well, there are not to things the, to do. Chapter two, verse 10. That's right. Yeah. But we're saying that they flow. Yep. It's, well, it's funny because in the West, we seem to always do this versus this all the time. Yep. And it's funny because we do that. We put, mm. we put um, being versus doing yep. constantly. But that's not how God sees it. Well, I think he says you're going to do who you are. That's right. And and so we, we um, he talked about there at the verse, verse, your faith in Jesus and your love towards all the saints. Yeah. So it's an assumption <laughs> that if you're faithful towards God, you're faithful towards people. Mm-hmm. And faithfulness is often called love. Great. Uh, and, and so there's a... a it's not in God, like, it's who you are, it's what you're going to bring. That's right. But, but it's important for us to see that, for me, it's important for us to see God is not looking for us to, you know, go through levels of achievement. That's right. Um, to make ourselves a better and better, better, better Christian. Yeah. Whatever we think that framework is. Great. But he, he is looking that for that which we've received in him to grow. That's right. In us. And, and to see that growth is the natural consequence. Children grow up into adults. Yes. Everything they would ever be in one way is in them when they were born as a baby. They, they've got all the DNA well when they were conceived, yes. but it's got to grow up into maturity. And as it grows up, it carries more uh, responsibility for itself yeah. and for its impact and influence on the world around it. A person does. And so there's a Great. there's a difference between feeling like we're in a Western framework of achieving through learning and doing Great. and performing yep. and behavior modification, all this, to actually just learning to allow ourselves to grow with the work of God in us. I love that. And there's two elements here. I mean, one when you're talking about we come into and then we grow, it's like sometimes we only come into and then God's like, I don't just want you to stay as a baby. Mm. He talks about that in, in Corinthians. And, and he, I always think it's fun. For me, the picture I get is like someone coming to the door of a house and they yeah. stay at the front door. But even if we do grow sometimes, we come into Christ and then we're like um, trying to build something else. Sure. And, and through our own effort, like we've taken responsibility sure. on ourselves to become a better Christian yeah. rather than being responsible to work with what the Spirit is doing and how the Word is working and, and, and this process here of just knowing God better and to work with that yep. and allow that growth to happen 
Um, so we see... So it's either, not my responsibility yep, yep. to make myself grow. Yep. It's my responsibility to cooperate with the Holy Spirit's sure. work and growing me yep. up. Yeah. So we see this totally. And I love that. And I think we see this... Um, you know, obviously on, on the road of partnership on either side of two ditches, yeah. one is the ditch of passive, the other is yes. the ditch of aggressive, yes. you know, yeah. Yeah. running before yeah. God or, or sitting down on the ground and God's yeah. like, no, 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 we're going to walk together yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. Let's, let's continue. Mm. And God has placed all things under his, that's Jesus, his feet and yeah. appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And, and just that one thought there, because there's a lot here about above all, of all power and authority. You're, remember, we started off 1-3. Yep. We have every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And he's just reminding us, come on, Jesus is in this place of authority. And we are there mm. with him in us, you know, by his grace, by his mercy. One, one thought I have, I, and this is just because I see some of this going on, I don't think we get to claim uh, any power or any authority from God. I think I only have one claim on God, and that is his invitation. Great. He has invited me in Christ, in the blood of the Lord Jesus, to come in to him, into Christ as my ark, into this relationship. And in that I discover son. In that I discover redemption. In that I discover the Holy Spirit at work within me. In that I just keep discovering things that are a part of who are in that relationship. And, and some of those things mm -hmm. I discover is, I, I, there is some authority here. Mm -hmm. There is some power here. Yes. But I don't claim those. Yeah. I don't, they're not mine. They're Christ. Yeah. They're in Christ. And I'm in Him. They're in me. If I'm not in him, they're not in me. They're, I don't read a text in the Bible and think, oh, I can take that out and use it. No, I'm in him. And what's in him is coming and growing in me. I've heard Dallas Willard say that, you know, if we don't practice the way, if this isn't our yeah. growing is our habit, it's like we take these little promises out of the Bible and he's like, it's like a check written to someone else's name. Yeah. You can try yeah. to bank it, but yeah. it's, it's gonna, if it works, it's going to work haphazardly. Whereas yeah. actually there's this journey here. Yeah. Um, and there's, yeah. there's one more Fantastic. thought. It's really important to me to mention. Just notice what he said. Jesus is in this place mm -hmm. with all things under his feet. Yes. Head over all things for the church. Yeah. The ecclesia. Yeah which is his body, the fullness of him, his body, the fullness of him. Colossians talks a bit about this as well, who fills all in all way. And, and it's important for us to keep in view the purpose of God, the plan of God, and the place, the church, the ecclesia, not our, our churches, his <laughs> church, but his church needs to have local places of coming together. So, that, you know, it's in our churches, not our institutions. His work of a church, his body, yes. functioning, arranged together in the Holy Spirit, producing on earth what he wants it to produce, is his plan. Yep. Is the plan he has. He doesn't have another one. Uh, that's how he's bringing the gospel to the earth in this day. He's yep. working it through his ecclesia, yep. his body. And so the church is central yes. to the working of God on earth all through the season mm -hmm. we're in. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to go around it. He's not going to jump over it. He's not going to exclude it. Because he said, mm -hmm. I'm doing all this for the church. Yeah. I'm doing all this for the ecclesia, which is my body, which hopefully is you and I. Because we, we, we're in Christ, we're in his body. The, yeah, that's right. the two are one and the same. Yeah. Love it. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, let's, let's continue, eh? We're yeah. nearly at the end here. Um, it's been awesome. Really, really great. Let's, uh, so it carries on to say, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work and those who are disobedient. Mm. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. And, and, and that's so important, isn't it, to... To recognize where God is saving us from. Yeah, great. Why it took so much. Yeah. This is not a cheap salvation. 
It's a very, it cost Jesus his life. He put it all on the line. And, and everyone, he's saying to them, okay, we're talking generally, but let's get specific. And you, yeah. and you and I, every person were dead yeah. in trespasses and sins. Mm. We were. Mm. Uh, you may still be. Uh, you're, you may still be living primarily from your own self. Hmm. And, and living as one who is, thinks, I've got to get it right. I've got to make it right. I know what's best for me. Hmm. Uh, that's dead. That's what the Bible's talking about. Dead in trespasses and sin. It's not a, you know, just you're living from yourself, not from Christ. And we uh, see that here in this next yeah, bit, don't we? In which you once walked. Yeah. That's right. Well, I was going to say that that leads yeah. very obviously. Yeah. That's because Paul, Paul is a, is a yeah. master writer yeah. and he's riding through here. But it says, it goes on to tell us this, but because yeah. of his great love for us oh yes but let's go back to this just before we go on you want to go okay all right we just have to mention the prince of this world and he's he's linking us here back to genesis 3. sure you know, so we we need to see ourselves at times in that same place as adam and eve this is not just them this is us hmm. facing the temptation to take responsibility on ourselves it doesn't belong to us to to be those who who know what's best for ourselves who think that we know what's best for us, my passions and desires are what's best for me, who, who are living from the course of this world. And it's very clearly shown, you're, li- you're either living from the course of this world and from your passions and desires of your own inner life, or you're living from Christ yeah. and the work of the Holy Spirit. We've got the sons of God and we've got the sons of disobedience. Wow. And, and so every person is either a, is a, has become a son of God in Christ or is a son of disobedience. Mm. There isn't a middle ground. Mm. Um, and it's when I saw that at 19 that I realized there's no middle ground. Hmm. And I saw something of the darkness of the prince of this world. They just, I don't want to be part of that. So you, there's a motivation to become yeah. into God. But just, just allow yourself to, to look at those words and hear that following the course of this world. Hmm. Living in the passions of my flesh, from the stuff that comes out of me, carrying out the desires of my body and my mind, Mm -hmm. thinking that because I feel it, it must be right. Because I think it, it must be right for me. These are by nature the children of wrath, of all the rest of mankind. Mm. If we're living from ourselves, we're not living from God. Yeah. And and there is no salvation. Yeah. But God. But God. Yes, it doesn't finish there, but it's good to yeah. land there for a moment yeah. so we see the value of yeah. that. Uh, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, yeah. made us alive with Christ even when we were dead, even when yeah. we were yeah. dead in transgressions. Yeah. Yeah. It is by grace you have been saved. Yeah. It falls your eye because we, we just need to emphasize mercy. Mercy is so important. Um, Mercy means he's done something for us we don't deserve. He's done it because he chose to do it. It's his purpose. It's his plan. It's his mercy. Uh, we just get to respond to it. Yeah. And, and we see in the tabernacle, quickly, you know, God has been working up for this moment for a long, long time. Uh, well, since Genesis 3. Uh, and the whole Bible is working up to this story of mercy. Mm-hmm. And the particular tabernacle had two rooms and only priests went in and out of the first one. And there was things in there like bread and candles and incense. And there was a curtain and inside the other one was an Ark of the Covenant and something called the Seat of Atonement or the Mercy Seat. Mm-hmm. And the picture we have there is that of progression. And that of being separated off, mercy was kept separate. But when Christ came, the curtain was removed and the heart of God was now available, which is mercy. Not only that, we see that in this mercy seat, there was like the glory of God. And it sits over all the covenant promises of God. So as we come into the mercy of God, one response to God Mm -hmm. coming into his mercy, Mm -hmm. the door is open, Jesus has opened it. We, by faith that he has given us, come into that mercy, we come and sit on a mercy seat and then the grace can begin to flow in our wow. life it's great and and just just to pause the thing is grace available in my life uh-huh. outside of the mercy of god yep and scripture that's would great. say maybe not yeah that's right and what to mean to be in the mercy of god it means to come into christ mm. and to put my whole life in him like noah's family walking into the ark fantastic they left behind what was and they walked into a new place Absolutely. And then we see God's 
role in this yep. and it continues, right? Yep. And God raises, yep. raised us up yep. with Christ yep. and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus yeah. in order that in the coming ages... He might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness mm. to us in Christ Jesus. Now, the thing that hits me yeah. the craziest about this, we won't go too much for this, but just the fact that it's past tense. Mm. He's not saying he will raise us up. It's so. Yeah. He yeah. raised us up yeah. and seated us. So it's that seamless relationship that Adam had with God, mm-hmm. the uncreated and the creator, uh-huh. the father, the son, the spiritual God and the practical creation, yes. material creation, a seamless relationship. And he said, this is what we're meant to be coming back into. This is what actually we have come back into and what is growing in our understanding to see ourselves living on earth with a seamless relationship with the uncreated God, with the spiritual world. And, and this is so hard for me over the years to actually come to realize, and, and I still struggle with it, that the spiritual uncreated realm is the eternal permanent round mm. and the practical physical material round is the more temporary round that isn't going to last this yeah. long it's going to go into a new form we're told and so you know it's like you mean this is the shadow but it feels so solid yes and that which seems so intangible is actually the real and, and, and that's part of the growing up and allowing the wisdom of God to reframe our Great. thinking. So we're learning to think from heaven to earth, from the eternal to time, Great. from the realm of God and Jesus seated in heaven mm-hmm. in the spiritual realm over all time, over all authority and power to my moment in life on earth. And that's a perfect segue into the just the final line yep. here. For it is by grace you have been saved. That's summing it up yep. through faith, yep. faithfulness. Yep. And this is not from yourselves. Yep. Really important. We've been saying that. Yep. It is the gift yep. of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Yep. So we have received a gift of faith and we received a gift of grace. Mm-hmm. And when we exercise our gift of faith, we can come into the gift of grace. So we have no excuse. You don't have to have faith. You've got it. You just have to, we have to trust God that we can use it and receive his grace. So that's a great statement. And then we've got one more verse. We And this verse yeah. is interesting. And this, is, and this kind of lands us in what you were yeah. saying. It's funny because it says not by works. And then he says, yeah. for we are God's handiwork. There's yeah. three work in here. Yeah. He first tells us that all that we've got from God is not by works. Yeah. So that's point one. Yeah. For we are God's handiwork, that's point two. We are his work created in Christ Jesus to do, here's the third one, good Good works, works. which God prepared in advance for us to do. So it's not by our works that we have this grace. And now we are his work. And now he's got good works for us to do. Yeah. And and to guys, it's it's understanding once I was this person who lived under wrath, following my own passions, following the course of this world, the Uh wisdoms of this world. Now I've come into the mercy of God and I'm learning and growing and following the leading of the Spirit, the wisdom of God and and the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. Yes. So there's a work that comes from my flesh. He says, that work doesn't do me anything. But there is a work that comes from the working of the Spirit in me. Yes. And that work is a good work. And so it's a different it's, the work is coming from a different place mm. and it's coming with a different purpose yeah. and it's a part of a different plan. And, and so if it's my work for me, that, that, that doesn't, doesn't do me any good. But when my work is coming out of the work of the Spirit yes. in me, with that one that was given as the promised Holy Spirit, our inheritance that comes into us, then that's a good work. And of course, we see Jesus in John uh, 5.19. I only do the works yep. I see my Father doing. And can I, can I say, I think there's a confidence that we can trust that in our partnership with Jesus and mm. our walking into that invitation and growing in that invitation, we can trust that as we begin to live our life from yep. that place, God is doing, we are walking in those yes. works. Yep. Like there's a trust there. Yep. I think sometimes we can get pedantic yep. about that. Yep. Am I auntie? Am I auntie? Well, no. do, are you receiving the invitation? Like, are you walking into yes. the invitation? Yep. Are you wanting yep. to grow in that? Well, you can rest assured, I think, that God is yes. now producing good works in you. Yep. 
There's, and, a, there's a rest in that, isn't there? And this, and, yep, sorry. Yeah. No, no, there is good. a rest because God knows what's enough. Yeah. And He knows what's enough work for us to do. Yep. And there's a time when we rest and we, we don't take on ourselves what isn't our responsibility. Great. But also, this verse, it brings us right back to remember, He saw us before the creation of the world. Yes. And these works were prepared for us before the creation of the world. Crazy. Um, they're not in response. To what's happening around us in the world right now. Wow. That may seem like that when you do them sometimes, but these works are out of a relationship I have with my Father in heaven. Yep. And and so I'm doing the works He's prepared for me to do yes. before the creation. Therefore, that when Jesus didn't primarily respond to the world, He was actually living in the time. He responded to something much bigger than that, much Mm. deeper than that, and having more impact than that, the work that was prepared beforehand. And in case you don't know it, his work that he did on earth was prophesied in Genesis 3.15. And so God began speaking of it right back then, thousands of years before he came and did it. Fantastic. So one of the things we've got to do is trust the plan of God. Yeah, great. And trust that the work of God, that he knows where my, whatever they look like, good works. And this is, for us, part of doing a good work. Uh, It's fitting into his plan, and I may not see it all. I may not know it all. I may not see how it all produces good. For instance, I'm primarily a, been primarily a preacher, a communicator of Christian truth since 1981. Mm -hmm. Been the overriding theme of my life. I've had people I have met who 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 have then said, "Remember that time back then, and you spoke here maybe 20 years before. In one case, I can remember." And he said, "A message you gave then was the one that changed my life, that brought me into a relationship with God, that opened the way, and and set me on a course that I'm still living today." I had no idea. Wow, no idea that that had happened in that person's life at that youth camp when I was preaching. No idea. And he just, just a random crossing his path and he remembers it. Or another young man who, who told me about the impact I had on his life when I was his pastor when he was a teenager who I met in uh, uh, last year in London, who's now living there. No idea at the time that had been that much impact on yeah. his life, the good work. Wow. I mean, what I'm saying is we just don't know how God's using what he's leading us and doing and the impact it's actually having yeah. on his work, on his purpose and plan. So that's where we can have rest. I love that. And I think this is a great place to finish and end. And, you know, the big word for us is let's just continue to trust. Yeah. Let's continue to trust the story. Um, Yeah. And to live from, and and to grow in living from the eternal to time. Absolutely. The spiritual to the natural. The in Christ to the in my moment in life. And I just also want to say, I love that. That's so true, Dad. And I also want to say, if you made it this far, over a couple of maybe runs or or um, walks, I don't know. And we just want to say, hey, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations for making it this far. <laughs> you have won a prize of um, our gratitude. Yeah. So that's great. Awesome. Thank you. See you later. Thanks for listening to Rhythms Podcast. Remember, you can find the Bible plan for this week at unitechurch.org.nz. We'd love for you to join us as we practice the daily rhythm of reading the Word and opening our hearts up to the authentic love and person of Jesus Christ. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me at Elijah at unitechurch.org.nz and Paul at paul at chasingtruth.nz. Aroha nui.